great. Like, I just, want, I just want to acknowledge that when I tell this story, it is very braggy. Uh, but the other thing that I'm, I'm concerned about is, like, in, in being braggy, uh, I'm also kind of just concerned, like, I, I'm sensitive to, because th- this is a story about my kid. Uh, you know, I don't want my kid to have the pastor's kid stigma about him, right? Like, I, I just, like, I, I want you guys to treat my kid like, you know, like he's a kid, right? Like, he's just, uh, like, a normal kid. And, and I'm, hopefully I can frame this story in, in that way. But my, my nine-year-old, um, this was about a month, month and a half ago, uh, and I tell this story because we're, we're Holy Spirit people at this church. We really believe that God speaks to people. We believe that you can experience God directly. We believe that uh, all the things that are described in the New Testament, uh, that God is still doing those things, and that there's nothing in the Bible that tells us that those things stopped. Like, that's actually kind of like, that's like the user manual. Like, this is what it should be like, right? So, so anyway, so uh, the other, uh, about a month and a half or so ago, uh, Kara was out of town at the time, and, and my nine-year-old wakes up early, because he's a nine-year-old, and uh, comes and, you know, uh, lays, lays down in the bed next to me, and I'm like, hey, bud, what are you doing? You know, and he's like, oh, I just woke up, you know. And I'm like, he's like, hey, can I, go, can I go play video games? And I'm like, well, let's, let's talk for a minute, you know. And, and he, uh, you know, at least for a few minutes before I let you go and have way too much screen time, you know. And so uh, he says, well, hey, I had, a, I had a dream. I'm like, oh, well, tell me about your dream, you know. Tell me, tell me what, what you dreamed about. And he said, well, it was like, in the sky, there was this big heart, and on the heart was a house, but it was kind of like a broken-looking house, but then you went inside, when I went inside the house, it was like a big garden that flowed, uh, that like went on forever, and it was beautiful, and there was lots of fruit, and it was peaceful. I was like, wow, that's a really cool dream, buddy. That's, that's really amazing. And, uh, and, I sa- and he said, I had, and I saw another, I had another dream. I had a dream that there was a heart that was, a, was like a rock. It was like a heart of stone. And then on that, on, that heart, on that heart, there was a big fancy house. There was a house that was like a mansion. It was really big and pretty. But then when you went inside that house, it was like thorns, and it was scary and dark. And I'm like... I'm like, what? What is happening right now? Like, like, what are you? T- like, <laughs> what is going on? You know, it's, I said, well, you know, hey, you know, we're we're we try to help people learn to hear the voice of God, like learn to recognize what that's like when that happens, you know. And and you know, my my kid has had some exposure to this, and he's, you know, he's he's uh, experienced that maybe a little bit or seen, uh, you know, heard stories about that, seen that a little bit. And I said, well, hey, you know, kind of sounds like maybe, maybe you know, there might be something kind of special going on in your, in your dream here in this, in this thing that you experience. What do you, what do you think is, what do you think that means? And he said, well, I think, I think that the, I think the, the heart that the house is built on, I think the, the house with the, the, the busted up house, I think that's God's love. I think that, I think that's the, we're supposed to make our home in God. And I think that that's what the, the heart on you know, with the, with the busted up house. And I was like, why do you think it's a busted up house? And he's like, well, because Jesus loves the poor. And if we follow Jesus, then we have to go and we have to, we have to be with the people who don't have a lot of money. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like coming apart at the seams here, you know? And he's like, you know, and, he's, and so you like, like we're talking about, talking like what this vision means to him, you know, like he, 
I said, well, they, did, did this happen while you were asleep? He's like, no, just while I was awake last night, I was kind of like imagining it, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, like, wow, you know, like, ministered to me that my son shared this with me. I, I shared it with a couple people in small groups, and, and then, you know, as soon as he was kind of done telling me about that, he's like, can I go play video games now? And I was like, yeah, sure, yeah, you go do whatever you want. You're, you're awesome. I love you, yeah, um, you know, and that, that's amazing, but the reason I'm telling that story this morning is uh, I think it's important for us to remember, especially as we're about to watch this little girl give her life to Jesus, you know, kids can experience God. Kids can have real experiences with God. They can have real connection with God. God can speak to kids. God can reveal himself to kids. And kids can respond in a way that is meaningful, and that's real. And I understand, you know, I understand counting the cost, and, and we build some of that language into our little liturgy here. You know, I think we, we really ask, you know, hey, do you, do you really want this, even though it might make your life more difficult? Do you want to walk the way of the cross? I understand it can be hard for kids to count the, cross, but count the cost, but on the other hand, do any of us really count the cost when we come to Jesus? Do any of us really know what we're getting into? I, you know, I was just, I was just uh, at a wedding last night, and I just reflect on a lot on how, you know, uh, a wedding is not a marriage, and a baptism is not a relationship with God. But it's, it's a celebration, and it's a recognition of what's there and what's real. Uh, and, you know, do, do any of us, when we get married, do we really know what we're committing to? Do we really know what it is that we're signing up for? I think it's kind of the same way with Jesus. Do any of us really know everything that God is going to do and everything that God is going to call us to? I'm not sure any of us do. So while I think it's good to count the cost, I also think that it's very important that we as a community try to remove as many barriers as we can. And let's be honest, a lot of those barriers are within ourselves, right? We want to remove all the barriers that we can of people coming to Jesus. And we want to make a a path that is as easy as possible with as few obstructions in the way so that in the relationships that we have with each other and in the relationships that we have with people who don't yet know Christ, that we're making an easy path for them to meet Jesus and decide to follow him. Jesus says, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. And let's just be honest. Most of us, uh, you know, after you get through that hard exterior, there's just a little kid inside anyway. And so I think it's just really important this morning that we take what's happening really seriously. We're going to watch somebody give their life to Jesus, and that's really exciting and really good and really beautiful. I also want to just frame what is about to happen a little bit biblically and invite us to kind of talk about our own experience of baptism. So Paul, uh, who himself was baptized, kind of had a rough start. If you ask the kids, they've been learning a little bit about Paul's life. They know that he persecuted the church. And then uh, Jesus kind of like blinded him <laughs> on the road. But then this, this kind of nobody guy named Ananias prayed for him uh, and Paul's sight was restored and then Paul was baptized and then wrote like most of the New Testament. Uh, and then this is what Paul wrote to a church in Rome. He said, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism 
into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we, may, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like this, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin may be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace. When we get baptized, when we baptize people, the symbol means something, right? Jesus himself was baptized, even though he had no sin, right? And so there is a sense in which, yeah, we're dealing with sin. That's part of it. But the other part of it is really more, uh, we're all in, right? We, we want to say we're totally submitted to this thing. We want to die to every other kind of life, and we want the new life that Christ has to give us. We want to be 100% totally committed to the end. We're saying we're in on this thing. We're, we're taking the plunge. We're going all in to follow Jesus. And then there's also the symbolism of death and resurrection. So when we go under the water, that symbolizes that we have died to sin. We've died to the world. We've died to Satan. We've died to the things that, uh, that need to die in us. And we're raised, when we come out of the water, to new life in Christ. And we have that hope that as we kind of vicariously, if you will, symbolically say, I'm, I'm in it. I'm following Jesus till the end, till I die, however soon or far away that may come. And so that I have the hope that just as Christ was raised, I will be raised. And I'll live again with him in new life. And that's what, that's what we're doing when we do baptism. That's what it's all about. And so that's why we don't sprinkle. That's why we dunk. And, uh, you know, kids have to be at least a, a little bit older to kind of get, get the symbol. Uh, not, that, not that you can't make a decision to follow Jesus. Not that, not that this is required for a person to be saved or to be, uh, to be brought into Jesus' kingdom. You know, Jesus said to the guy on the cross next to him, today you'll be with me in paradise. And I'm pretty sure that guy wasn't baptized. But what we do is we engage in this symbol to, to celebrate the work that God is doing in a person and the decision that a person is, is making to follow God. And that is a beautiful thing. And so uh, we're going to do that here in just a few minutes. Uh, while we're getting a few things set up and ready, I'd like you to, in groups of three, if you can, just so that everybody kind of gets a chance to talk and listen and share, and try to maybe include at least one person who's not in your nuclear family, uh, and just talk about, do you remember your baptism? And by the way, I want to say, if the answer is no because it's never happened, 
awesome. I am so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're hanging out with us. Please, just be honest about that. That's really wonderful. And then what was it like? Also, you know, if, if it was kind of like a sketchy experience or a little bit weird for you, or you don't know how to process that, hey, talk about that. Like, let's just be honest. Let's just tell our story to each other and, and give each other the, the love and the care and the concern of hearing each other's stories. Uh, whatever your story is, share it with each other and talk about that for a few minutes. Uh, we're going to go get all the little kids and bring them in here, and then we're going to do a baptism, okay? So talk to each other. Is this working? There it is. All right, nice. Okay, so hopefully we had some really cool stories of people sharing their experience of being baptized and all of that. That's really good. Uh, make sure you get settled with your fam and everything, and we're going to do this. So um, I think... So... Uh, I'm going to, this, this might seem a bit oddly formal, like, so, uh, you know, we're, as you might have picked up, we're, we're, we're pretty low church around here, right? We don't, we don't stand on ceremony, but this is, you know, this is a big deal. This is, this is fun times, and so we want to, we want to do this right, right? And so, one thing I want to say, too, I forgot to say before, is, you know, you don't have to be a pastor to, to, to baptize people. Any believer can baptize anybody. In fact, most the vineyard movement started with a bunch of hippies baptizing each other in hot tubs and on the beach and, you know, backyard pools or, you know, bathtubs, whatever, right? Uh, and so, like, if you ever meet somebody who's ready to give their life to Christ and you want to baptize them, let me just deputize you right now. You have the authority in Jesus Christ. If you are a baptized believer, then you've got the goods, and you can baptize other people, and that's awesome. But, but the, all the pomp and circumstance that we're doing today is just because we want to celebrate. This is wonderful. This is really good. This is really good news. All right, and so today we're here to witness and celebrate the work of God in Ivory's life and to carry out Jesus' command in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And, and Matthew 28, 18 through 20, it says this. It says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And so while baptism is a sign and a celebration of our acceptance in Christ, we recognize that this is the beginning of a lifelong process, right, of discipleship, and that learning to obey everything that Jesus commanded uh, that's a process that continues until the day we die, right? And so we're going to be doing a lot of call and response kind of stuff. And so if you're just here observing, like, uh, we don't want anybody to have, feel pressure to say things that they don't believe, right? You're welcome to just watch. But we want to continue to be a church where you can belong before you believe. And if you're not ready to make that commitment, you're not ready to make these commitments to each other, we're going we're gonna to make some commitments to each other today, too. Uh, then, you know, I, I encourage you to just watch. But if you do say yes, if you do give your yes to God, and you do give your yes to this community and to each other, then say it loud, okay? All right? Like, let's, let's really let our yes be yes, okay? And so just in order to be clear about what we believe, uh, we're going to, together, uh, with the church all over the world, throughout the ages, recite the Nicene Creed. And so I'm going to just ask everybody to stand up, and you can read that off the screen here. All right? And uh, it goes like this. We believe 
in one God, the Father, the Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. He, by the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death, and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. All right, you guys can be seated. And so, having declared our faith, I want to offer to you, Ivory, and this gathered church, the following exhortation from the Apostle Paul, who wrote to the church in Philippi. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he became obedient to death even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. All right? Okay, and so knowing that you're being invited to into the resurrection of Jesus, as well as a life of sacrificial service that will definitely be difficult, might even cost you your life. I want to ask you this question, Ivory, all right? Do you desire to be baptized? You want to do this? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Okay, and... We're feeling a little nervous, so mom and dad are going to stand with us, okay? All right. So, uh, all right. So, Ivory, first I'm going to ask you three questions about, um, I'm going to ask you to renounce some things, okay? So, we're going to renounce sin, the world, and the devil, okay? And so, I'm going to ask you three questions, and each time the answer uh, to the question, if, if you want to renounce those things, is I renounce them. Can you say that? You renounce them. All right, cool. So how about this? And you can take your mask off if you want to, because I think you're feeling well today, and you're about to get in the water, so we won't worry about it, okay? All right. Okay, so the first question is, do you renounce Satan and all the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God? Say, I renounce them. 
Awesome. Next question is, do you renounce the evil powers of this world which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God? All right. Do you renounce all sinful desires that draw you from the love of God? Awesome. Praise God. That's awesome. All right. So now I'm going to ask you to, uh, if you accept Jesus uh, to save you, if you accept his grace and his love, and if you promise to always follow him. And if you want to do those things, then you just say, I do. Okay? All right? Okay, so do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Savior? Awesome. Do you put your whole trust in his grace and love? Awesome. And do you follow, or do you promise to follow and obey him as your Lord? Awesome. All right. And so I'm going to invite the church to stand up real quick. And I'm going to ask you all, okay, because Ivory's being baptized into Jesus, but she's also being baptized into the church, all right? And so I'm going to ask you all, will you be the church, the body of Christ that will support this daughter of God as a true sister with the sacrifice of your time, talent, and financial resources in order that she can continue to grow as a disciple and enjoy fellowship and unity with God the Father, through Jesus Christ, in the power of the Holy Spirit? Awesome. Praise God. All right. Okay, and so now I'm just going to ask a series of questions, and Ivory, you can answer these along with everybody else. All right? And so the answer to each one of these questions is, I will with God's help, if, if it is, in fact, something that you want to do. Okay? So will you continue in the apostles' teaching, in the fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in the prayers? Will you persevere in resisting evil and, whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord? And will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God and Christ? And will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? And will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? Awesome. Praise God. Let's dunk somebody. This is going to be good. Okay, so you guys can have a seat, and we'll go ahead and get into position here. All right. You want mom and dad to dunk you, or you want me to dunk you? Okay, let's just get it over with. All right, let's get in the water. And hey, uh, can we bring out the towels? Let's bring out the towels so we got the warm towels here. You want to hop in? All right. Okay. Am I going to do this? All right, I'm going to do this. All right, I'm going to turn this off and just talk loud. <laughs> 